Now, another good reason to be generous is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. When we give up what we could have to help something good, to give something good to someone else, the Word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. So in studying this phenomenon of generosity, I discovered that most people who we all consider to be very generous don't even know why they are so generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. And since they have already embedded generosity as part of their life, They don't consider it all that important why they are good at it. But if they did think about it, I believe that they would acknowledge that having a generous spirit means they are always the beneficiary of their giving. They are the beneficiary of their giving. And as Christians, we are also called to be generous. The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. So why is it important to be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because a generous spirit emulates a character trait of Jesus Christ. Christ gave His life for you and me. He allowed himself to go from the highest place to the lowest place in order to save our life. No one has ever been more generous to you than Jesus Christ. Would you agree with me? That's enough reason to be generous with what you were blessed to have. That's enough right there, but there's more. Another reason to be generous is because generosity defeats all forms of materialism. Now, the Word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that we will always struggle with the temptation of material things. But by exercising generosity in our life, we overcome it. By placing the giving to others above our own desires, we defeat the temptation of life, of materialism. Now, another good reason 
to be generous is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. When we give up what we could have to help something good, to give something good to someone else, the Word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously, we know we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us. Principles that work into our daily life. And finally, if we want to be generous, because generous giving is an investment in today and in eternity. The Word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings of all forms. But what is even more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom mentality and understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and in the next. Think about that. Did you know that being generous doesn't have much to do with how much you have or how much you give? Being generous is about how much you give of what you were blessed to have. How much you give of what you are blessed to have. Now, do you feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life today. You just need to take the step to reach out to others with your time and with your talent and with whatever resources that you have. And when you do, The generous spirit that's inspired by God will change you and it will grow you and God will bless you in ways you can't even imagine. And if you'll do that, I promise you something good will happen. In Jesus' name, will you say amen this morning? Are you feeling helpless or weak? Could you be feeling faithless today? Stay with us and discover that there is no reason to feel defeated because God has his hand on you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. 
partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. Uh, But first, I want to talk about faith, your faith in particular. I heard faith described this way one time. Faith is seeing the invisible but not the non-existent. So I was trying to come up with a good example in my life of this, and it uh, occurred to me this morning um, that, and I know how this makes me look, okay? Because uh, I've, had, I've, I've had my car for about two years, and I realized I've never seen the engine. I've never looked under the hood. I don't know why, but uh, it's invisible to me, but, but I know it's there. Okay, so the question I want to ask you is, how is your faith this morning? Is it big? Is it small? You know, the most famous scripture about faith is the one where Jesus said this. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And by the way, a mustard seed is very small. It's like a poppy seed. It's very tiny. Well, the truth is, if we saw mountains moving around because someone spoke to them, We would probably equate that to big faith, wouldn't we? Not little faith. But since Jesus can move a mountain without involving much faith to him, he was trying to tell us that as long as our faith was in him, as long as we believe, there's no limit to what can be done. My favorite story in the Bible that captures someone of true faith, was the story of the centurion. Do you remember that one? A centurion was a soldier, and in this case, one of some rank. And he came to the Lord for help because his servant had become paralyzed, and he was at home suffering. So when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, okay, shall I come and heal him? And the centurion basically said this, Lord, I don't deserve to have you in my home, and I know that you're doing important work, and you're very busy. So, if you just say the word, my servant will be healed. And when the Lord heard this, the word says he was amazed. Can you imagine amazing Jesus Christ? I tell you the truth, he said, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And, of course, he followed by saying, go 
and it will be done just as you believed it would. I love this story. I'm sure all the disciples heard him make this statement about the centurion's faith. Can you imagine after all the disciples had seen and heard come from the Lord and this soldier waltzes in out of nowhere and is tagged? The man of great faith. Unbelievable. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people who believe that Jesus had a reason behind everything that he said and did. And I think that the Lord was revealing something very powerful to all of us right then. And it's this, that faith doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, it's not supposed to be. What Jesus loved about the centurion's faith is that he took what he believed God could do and expanded on it with a simple spiritual logic. If the Lord can lay hands on someone and heal them, then he can do anything. Which means he can just say the word and it will happen. So you see, our faith is important to God. In fact, the word says that It's impossible to please God without it. And when the enemy attacks us at every turn and our life gets messy, we even have a day when God seems a million miles away. We have to remember something. The word says that he's given us, he's given each of us a measure of faith. That means we have it. We have it in us. And whatever we're facing or going through, we can be just like the soldier who showed his simple faith and call on the Lord. And the smallest amount of faith is more than enough to change our destiny and reveal the power of the living God inside of us. Are you feeling helpless? Are you feeling weak? Could you be feeling faithless today I want you to know that there's no reason to stay in that place around here God has his hand on you he has a plan for you and today right here is a great day to restore the miraculous life changing faith that God intended you to have now and forever God has made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. Depression, fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. Stay right there because He's promised to get you through it. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. I was going to ask you, has anybody had a bad day lately? (laughs) I thought so. Okay, well, well, here, 
are the top 10 ways to know you're having a bad day. Okay? You ready for this? Top 10 ways to know when you're having a bad day. Number 10. When your twin sister forgets your birthday. (laughs) Number 9. You know you're having a bad day when it costs more to fill up your car than it did to buy it. That's right. Number 8. You're having a bad day. You call your wife and tell her you'd like to eat out tonight. And when you get home, you find a sandwich on the front porch. (laughs) Number seven. It's a bad day when the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard. (laughs) Number six. Your doctor tells you you're in excellent health for someone twice your age bad day. Number five, you're having a bad day when your children's school calls to surrender. (laughs) Number four, it's a bad day when you have to borrow from your Visa card to pay your MasterCard bill. (laughs) Number three, you're having a bad day when you put both contact contact lens in the same eye. I've been there. (laughs) Number two, You know you're having a bad day when you see a film crew from 60 Minutes waiting outside your office. (laughs) And the number one way to know that you're having a bad day... When your car horn sticks and you're on the freeway behind 32 Hells Angels on motorcycles. (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad. Okay, but let's face it, we all have a few of those days. And in fact, it's pretty normal to have a bad stretch where things aren't going well. And some of you could even be having some of those times right now. But you know what? All of us as Christians, we have an amazing arsenal of weapons available to us to fight and overcome whatever comes our way. And we know that it's there, but so often... We don't unleash the power that's right there for us to use. And what I'm talking about are the promises of God. You see, God always tells the truth. He always does exactly what He says. And He said He'd do a lot of things for us. And there are well over a thousand promises in His Word that we can rely on to help us deal with our struggles. And all His promises are true. But here's the key. What many people don't realize is you have to remind God of His promises. And you might think that's a strange statement. Why would we have to remind God of anything? Well, we remind God of His promises because God wants us to. Not because He can't remember what He promised. But because God wants us to know what He promised. Most of the great characters in the Bible reminded God of the promises that he had made. David, Abraham, Moses, all of them, they cried out to God for him to deliver on his promises. And you know what? He always did. So we have this huge advantage in life in the form of God's promises, but the Word shows us that we have to go after them, that we have to get his attention. You know, you, you, you know the scriptural phrase that we've heard our whole life, All the promises of God are yes and amen. I know you like that one. You use it often. 
Well, I never bothered to really grasp what that line meant. But when you read that whole passage, it gets clearer. Here's what it says. For no matter how many promises are made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And what I learned is amen is one of the few words that means the same in Hebrew as it does in English. It means to agree or to to acknowledge that it's true, like so be it or it is so. So what this means to us is that through Christ, all his promises are true. So when we remind God of his promises, Christ responds and says yes. And then we say amen. We've got it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. Now you may say, well, I pray and I read the word and sometimes I still don't feel like he's listening. Well, you know, the word also shows us that there are times when God allows us to feel like he's not listening. But that's when God is testing you to see if you'll trust him and his promises no matter how you feel. That's when he wants you to cry out, God, where are you? And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would never leave nor forsake us. And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would inhabit the praises of his people. And that's when he wants to come through. And that's when he has to come through because all his promises are true. Dwight Moody once once said, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Our God is an interactive God. He's made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. It could be depression. It could be fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. He's promised to get you through it. What an amazing gift His promises are for us to stand on, for us to hold on to. And for us to remind God of. All his promises are true. Say that with me. All his promises are true. Listen to this one that the Lord himself made. He said, there are many rooms in my father's house. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I would tell you. And when everything is ready, I'll come. I'll come and I'll get you. So that you can be where I am. What a promise. Aren't you glad they're all true? Because this one, it tells us that no matter what happens, everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. 
Mebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 